Welcome to Awakening, the podcast. A podcast hosted by a group of friends who interview various people about their faith, theology, and many other things. Buckle up for today's adventure in Awakening, the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Awakening, the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Noah. What's up? And we have a very special guest with us, Pastor Rick Ormer. Mm, So good to be here. Come on. Um, So, Rick, give us a brief overview of your testimony. Tell us a little about who you are, how you were called to be a pastor, just brief general. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. First, thanks, guys, for inviting me. Man, it's fun to be here. And uh, no one's seen this right now, but we got a, another special person we in the do. room. Come on, yeah. right? Come on. Reagan! Shout out to Reagan taking photos. Boom. Yes. On social media. Because she loves to be in the so limelight. She does. <laughs> I, I okay. So, what was your question again? I'm sorry. Just Carl. give us a brief overview about who you are, like, yeah. testimony, whatever you want. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm a Nebraska boy, but um, was born in Lincoln, but was raised in a town called Papillion. Nebraska. Million, yep, yep. Yeah. Gave my life to Jesus when I was about 17 years old. Uh, really, probably it was about the summer before my senior year when I turned 18. But uh, grew up in a very traditional, I would say German Lutheran background. Gotcha. So I was in a home that wouldn't call, I wouldn't call where I was raised a Christ-centered home, mm-hmm. but I would call it a Christian home. Yeah. You know, like I think my folks would say they identified with Christianity, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus. And uh, it was through the ministry of an evangelical Pente- Pentecostal youth group that I actually kind of heard the gospel. At least it resonated with me. Yeah. You know, and I ended up giving my life to Jesus. I remember kneeling down by my bed in my uh, bedroom, which is above our garage, and just saying, Man, Jesus, if you can die for me, I can live for you. It was kind of that simple. Yeah. And, and then I, it was, I don't know, several months later, I was attending church with my parents at their traditional mm-hmm. Lutheran church. And the guy up there with the collar was yeah. preaching, you know, <laughs> and I just felt like I, I, it was one of those times where I felt like I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I was kind of new mm-hmm. in my faith, but it was, it was, man, it felt really clear. I felt like the Holy Spirit say to me, that's going to be you someday. Yeah. And that was kind of the start of my journey towards ministry. I was already pretty on fire for the Lord, but that was kind of a unique deal because I, I was not thinking ministry. Yeah. Was, that's why I knew it had to, it, it couldn't be me, right? Mm-hmm. I had no aspirations to be in ministry. So um, that kind of led to me going down the whole road of becoming a pastor. Cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So in the beginning, like when you, there's a beginning part you said, like, was there a specific way that they like, because I've never been to, like, that church or anything like that or yeah. those kind of things. Um, so was there, like, a specific way that, like, they taught or spoke that was, like, I don't know really if I can, like, relate to this or I can't really hear the gospel through this in a way? Or was it just, like, a... Because I feel like there's some places or whatever, like, it doesn't hit quite, you know, like, the same yeah. as another church would. Because I right. feel like our church, like, you guys do a great job of kind of driving that point And a lot of people, like, understand it and then want to get saved. Yeah. But then there might be another church that's, like not really driving that point home yeah and then a lot of people are just kind of like another sunday at church so was that kind of like the way it went there or was it kind of a different like dude that's such a great question i think that's it's probably been that is 
probably weighed on me as much as anything as to why we do what we do and why we're mm-hmm. so intentional. Because I grew up with people that had a relationship with Jesus, but I didn't ever know that they had a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I went to a church that believed in Jesus, but I never knew anything about having a relationship yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. Now, granted, my parents didn't go to church real often. So uh, I, I can't speak that... I, maybe they were clearer than I, than I was recognizing, but mm-hmm. uh, they... It felt very much like, like the same old, same old. And, you know, everything was pretty repetitious. I didn't, never felt like a message was applicable to me. Mm. Uh, and I wouldn't say the gospel was really highlighted. I would say scripture was at times highlighted gotcha. and religion was highlighted, but I never sensed this, I, this, this, this whole concept which is biblical that Jesus is the doorway mm-hmm. that's good you know he's the, the sheep gate the sheep have to enter through the gate I never got that this is the really the way I got has to happen mm-hmm. and I was going to a youth group where they had a band and that was the first time I'd seen a worship band yeah. and that so that that related to me it was a little felt a little bit more like my generation yeah and then the communicator while she was older she man, I felt like she was just talking down to earth and she was pretty real and vulnerable about her own life. That also kind of got my attention. Yeah. And so the realness, the genuineness of it, the passion of it, the clarity of it, yeah. all got me. And I got that from that youth group, not from the church that I was raised mm. in or confirmed in. Cool. That definitely influenced me to how I pastor today. Yeah, yeah that's pretty unique, that's honestly. Thinking about God, how he works in those different ways. It's pretty cool yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I guess, yeah. like, because, like, you were talking a little bit about, like, passion and stuff and, like, Christians with passion, mm-hmm. like, how that kind of gripped you. Um, what's, like, what would you say is, like, a good balance of, like, because you know how in church sometimes, like, it can be very easy to, like, be emotional driven, whereas, like, you know, like, I feel like there's a difference between, like, spiritually driven and then, like, being emotionally driven. And, like, I feel like a part, a good chunk of it is, like, yes, the spirit can work, like, through emotions and stuff. We feel, like, you know, like, the presence of God and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like, how would you, like, go about, like, discerning, like, emotions from God versus, like, fleshly emotions, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. it does. It's a, it's a good question, um, especially if you come from an environment where it's highly experiential. Mm-hmm. If you come from an environment where it's really not experiential yeah. at all, uh, it, it's, it's maybe a different way of relating to it. So let me first go by saying I think everybody's so different. Mm-hmm. And we are all such, such unique creations that there's a depth to the emotional aspect of our life. Yeah. And so I, I think there's not a one size that fits all when it comes to dealing with emotions. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would say to anybody, though, is you have to recognize, well, emotions and feelings matter and they're legit. Yeah. They're not necessarily a parameter mm-hmm. of reality. Yeah. They, don't always, they don't always tell us the truth. Yeah. So uh, if, if, you're, if you're basing your relationship on just the emotional mm-hmm. side of things, then you're in for a roller coaster. Yeah. Right? right? So to me... Emotion should complement mm-hmm. what your faith is rooted in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And when your emotions are, are, are working counterproductive to what your faith is rooted in, mm-hmm. then that's an indicator that your emotions are probably not yeah. a good read right now on life. Yeah, that's good. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. No, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think I've dealt with that before too, is like within my faith walk and that kind of thing, is I have kind of unfortunately put that spot of um, my emotions, like being driven by my emotions and like how I feel on like when I'm worshiping God or when I'm reading scripture or whatever that may be. And then I kind of get to that point where I'm on that downhill slope of like, okay, well, I'm not feeling anything. So then you kind of get those questions of like, okay, God, like what's going on? Yeah. And I think that's where I've been before. And then like, learning through you guys and learning through like just a leadership I've been in scripture and everything that like we shouldn't just rely on that emotion to make us feel something yeah. and so I think just going throughout my faith journey just personally I think that's really good thinking about um, how you shouldn't just base your faith or you know your relationship with the Lord off of how you feel yeah. mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people I mean I've learned that and myself I've definitely learned that kind of in a hard way but it was definitely it came out on top with the Lord yeah. and he kind of just showed and proved to me that like hey man just because you're not feeling a certain way about yeah you know when you read scripture when you're worshiping or when you're listening to a message on sunday doesn't mean i'm not near right on and so yeah it's it's been a journey with that and i'm still kind of learning sometimes i still kind of get in those down spots yeah where i'm kind of like hey you know i'm not feeling well lord like what's going on or like are you mm-hmm. really here but then like, you just get that constant reminder in his word and like just praying to him and listening to him and be like i'm still here you just got to just keep going and See, no i think point. that's a that's 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 key to maturity right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign you're growing mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's 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 the baby right or it's the young child that has to always have its way right mm-hmm. and yeah. so it's 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 a sign of maturity when you're able to now be able to take a step back from that mm-hmm. and make conscious decisions to worship him yeah. regardless of your emotional environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think what I say to myself is I, I, I don't want my emotions leading me. I want to lead my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And we see this illustrated in, in the Psalms so often, like where I think David coached himself. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's mm-hmm. not telling the congregation mm-hmm. to bless God and praise God. He's not telling... Um, the people around him to bless God. He's, mm-hmm. he's talking to his own soul, yeah, which is yeah. your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to his own soul bank, man, you know what? Even if you're not feeling it, I need you to start praising mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I tell people when, when we as believers praise God or worship God or minister according to what God wants us doing, even if we're not feeling it, it's not fake. Mm-hmm. that's faith in it that's mm-hmm. not faking it yeah so mm-hmm. sometimes we have to faith it mm-hmm. right and i have found with i'll lead and not my emotions rather than let my emotions lead me mm-hmm. my emotions catch up yeah yeah they're like the caboose right mm-hmm. so but if i don't lead them my emotions will lead me mm-hmm. and yeah. they usually lead me astray mm-hmm. yeah so because my nature is such that i still want it my way yeah and so your emotions will always gear towards that and the more selfless we can become as believers, I think the more control, self-control we grow in with our emotions. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And like, you, you already mentioned it. Like, I remember the first time I heard you say, um, faith it, don't fake it. Yeah. And that stuck with me, like, like it has stuck with me for a long time. Oh, cool. Because like, back a while ago, like, I would, like, whenever I'm leading worship, like, when I'm drumming or like, when I'm not drumming, like. I would like worship based off of my emotions, but then I heard you say that and I was like, whoa. And so then after that, like I found myself being more intentional about how I lead worship, but then also how I like 
personally worship God. Um, cause there have been times when I'm here and I'm like, I don't want to worship God. I'm having a horrible time. But then it's like, I hear the voice of God be like, just worship me. Like, yeah. I love you as you are. And like, I like sometimes like worship brokenly, but then it's like, even though it's like broken worship, it feels like, like it's so beautiful at the same time. It is beautiful. Um, and like, after like just worshiping, like opening yeah. up my heart, like as a broken person, like it's so cool because God's like, I don't know, it's like God's glory rains down on him, but then you're also mm-hmm. like giving glory to God. It's like giving yeah. full control to God. Yeah. But no, I think that's a beautiful thing. Carter, I've seen you grow in that. Um, I have seen you grow in that. And you're influencing. I, I remember that I talked to one young man who said, you've been so influential in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think he can relate because he was on that roller coaster right yeah. for so long, but he's seen you somehow mm-hmm. make some strides. Right. Yeah. And, and that's been really encouraging to him. So keep up the good work, yeah. man. Yeah. It's definitely I, I, a battle. This brokenness, when we worship in our brokenness is beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And it's easy, right? To praise God when things are going good yeah. and we feel emotionally with it. Yeah. It's quite the dip. It's quite another thing when you're going to give God your ultimate greatest praise, even though things aren't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's scripture, right? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It doesn't say great is the Lord only to be praised when we're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah it's good. And like going back to like the Psalms and stuff that David wrote, like I love how when he writes, like he starts off by like not complaining, but like just like crying out to God being like, my soul is crushed. Like all these people are after me to kill me. Like I'm in anguish. But then he always follows it up with like, but my eyes will like always yeah. be on God. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. always it's worship true. God. Which goes to show you, we can be brutally honest in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, man, God, I'm, I mean, life really sucks right now, you know, and um, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And so-and-so, you know, just really, you know, did me wrong. And yeah. we, we can pour it all out, right? I mean, David, you read, they're not Christian prayers, right? Lord, right. kill my enemies, pull out their nostril hair, yeah. destroy their children, right? I mean, <laughs> right. he was like, some of them are just wicked. Yeah. But you're right. He always ends, mm-hmm. after pouring himself out, he yeah. usually ends it with an, Wow, I'm different now. Yeah. Praise you, Lord. I mean, so there's yeah, something yeah. beautiful about emptying ourselves out. Mm-hmm. You can't really fill a full cup, right? You yeah. fill an empty cup. Yeah, so. and I think I think just kind of full circle of that reminds me that even when we're like in that brokenness, when we're kind of in that like, Lord, I don't want to praise you, but I'm going to still. Mm-hmm. Even that, you come out on the other side being like, oh, if I can do that, and if like the Lord can use me through just worship and like, hey, I'm not having a good day, so I'm still going to worship. Like, what what about a bad day? Or like, Mm -hmm. what about, you know, when I'm like, you know, on the road and I'm driving and I'm mad at people because they're driving too slow. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like the Lord's always like prevailing through even like the smallest of things and even the biggest of things Mm -hmm. too. And so that just kind of reminds me as well. Just when you're worshiping, like when you said, and you're like, Lord, I really don't feel like drumming today. Or I really Mm -hmm. don't feel like, you know, singing today or whatever. Then you're just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then once you do it and then you're like, wow, like the Lord really still use that. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of like, well, this is, oh, I'm having a bad day. You know, Lord, I'm having yeah. a bad day. Let me, you know, I'm going to work through it with you. And then you get on top and you just kind of have that reminder constantly every day. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'm going to come out on top anyway because, you know, the Lord is with me no matter, even if you're going through a bad time. Yeah. And that bad time doesn't come out how you expected it. The Lord still is working through that. So mm-hmm. I think that's so powerful and it is a beautiful thing that he's designed for us. So, Well, I think this is a big deal because your guys' generation, and I think my generation too, but I think especially your generation, they, you, there's such a desire to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And any sense of fakeness or dis disingenuousness, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the right. I think that's a word. Uh, it is now. Someone, <laughs> it is now, man. Someone's not being genuine. It's like or genuine. You, your guys are like, man. 
I don't want any of that, right? Mm-hmm. So if we feel that in ourselves, like, man, I'm worshiping you, God, and I don't really want to be worshiping you, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that fake person. Yeah. But you have got to tell yourself, okay, am I that person or am I in Christ? Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. so if you're in Christ, then you're not faking it, you're faith in it mm-hmm. at that point. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. And like, even too, I feel like, just in general, when it comes to like worshiping God and stuff, like, um, like when scenarios come up in life, like where you want God to, like whether you want God to fix scenarios or like bad things you're in, or like I'll take mental health for example, like I struggle with mental health and I've like begged begged God to like take things away, um, but yeah, I've always found myself being like, you know, like I mean it goes goes kind of hand in hand like not faking it but being like God if even if you don't fix this thing like I'm not gonna fake you know, my life and not worship you. Like, even if you don't break me of this, like I'm still going to glorify you. I'm still mm. going to worship you. Um, but Noah, <laughs> yeah. do you want to guide us into another, <laughs> just, just, I don't know. You just guys, whatever, you guys are bro. doing great, man. You're doing great. Um, I was gonna, I saw one of these questions and I, um, I really think it's important to understand, especially going to like ministry or what, I mean, honestly, even whatever, but what are the, some of the most, like, important qualities for a lead pastor to have? Um, or just, like, a pastor in general. Like, what, when you think, or when you think of being a pastor, when you think of leading a church or worship, whatever, what do you think the most important, like, leadership qualities that somebody should have if they're going to lead in a church or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's great stuff, man. It's, it's really good. Um, that, that question is a loaded question because mm-hmm. there, it's... Um, There's so many things I could I could yeah, speak to. Yeah. So let me just start by saying, um, I think having an understanding of the mission and one's personal calling is crucial. Yeah. So Jesus said in Scripture, He said He came to seek and yeah. save the lost. Mm-hmm. So, to me, the mission is is very clear because we're to be like Christ. We yeah. are His body, yeah. right? So His mission is our mission. We're to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. My calling as a pastor is to shepherd, which means I'm to kind of guide and lead the mm-hmm. sheep yeah. and protect them, right? Mm-hmm. So really, my, my mission and my calling immediately uh, provide me really this template of what it's going to take to lead a church. Mm, yeah. I, I need to be all about the mission, yeah. and I got to make sure I'm fulfilling my calling. Mm-hmm. which means I need to find ways to lead a church in being very missional while growing up to become more like Christ. Yeah, yeah that's good. And that's why at Christ's Place we have that, our mission statement, man. We, we want to see souls saved mm-hmm. and lives changing. And it's, the, it's really the double-edged side of, a, of, of our, our mission vision. We want mm-hmm. to be a church that cares about people who don't know Christ. Yeah. We want to exist for yeah. those who aren't here yet. Mm-hmm. But we also want to make sure those who are here are following the way, you yeah, know, are becoming yeah. more like Jesus. We, we want them to have that same attitude that the disciples had when they followed Jesus around in the, back in the mm-hmm. days when there were sandals. And, mm-hmm. and the saying, that, you yeah. know, rabbis used to say, may the dust of your rabbi cover you. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be following Jesus so yeah, close yeah. that the, the dust of Jesus, man, we'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. We just want to know. We want, I want people in our church... When other people get a bite out of their life, mm-hmm. they sense there's 
something different about them. Yeah. That they love God and they can mm-hmm. see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Mm-hmm. You guys have been, seen this. You've, you've known people who maybe they had lots of, quote, spiritual gifts, but had very little fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that creates a wrong picture to the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people are, are all spiritual... But there isn't a whole lot of fruit of the spirit, self-control, yeah. love, kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's not happening, then it becomes super hypocritical. Yeah. So, uh, and then what the world sees, they don't want. And I wouldn't. I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's true. But back to my calling. Back to what it takes to be a pastor. I think an understanding of mission, and a real sense of clarity with your calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you like think of, or did the like the Lord lead you to that? Like when you started leading here, or has that been like your whole life? Kind of that's a great no I, I think initially it started with this idea of seeing a pastor mm-hmm. who was yeah. from a traditional church and, and the Holy Spirit telling me Rick that's going to be you someday and me initially thinking it's that preacher right yeah. but as I grew in my walk with Christ I realized that preaching is such a small part yeah. of of being a pastor mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a small part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it really kind of, it, it developed over time. So I had the opportunity to be in that youth group I mentioned to you where I heard the mm-hmm. gospel. And I stayed involved in that youth group. Eventually, I went on staff at that church and became a pastor at the very church where I heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I got to see have a firsthand view of what it looked like to see people coming into come to know Christ, but then mm-hmm. also being raised up yeah, to yeah. be followers of Christ. And I saw a church that I felt like was fairly balanced with that. There were weaknesses in that mm-hmm. church, and there were things they probably did that I, I would never want to see done in our church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I think I got a good example of the heart of God. Of yeah. it's about it's about sharing the gospel, but it's also about discipling people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's both of those That's things. Cool. Yeah. So when did you, uh, kind of like closing this out, I guess, with this question, when did you, was there ever like, I'm sure there was, but like when was the time frame where you felt called to lead this specific church? That's a really good question too. So I was, at the time, I was district youth director at the National Office for the Assemblies of God. Mm. And I was preaching a camp in Georgia. And we got a call from a search committee here at Christ Place. And I remember my first response was, man, I thank you. I'm honored you called mm-hmm. me, but I really love what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I was still doing youth ministry. I was, I think I was 40 years old. I was still loving it, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I said, Hey, you know, I thank you for the call. Well, they called me again and I said, listen, I owe it to, to the Lord and to you to pray. Mm-hmm. And so praying kind of about it began God began to do something in our in my heart and it wasn't immediate really? matter of fact Wendy and I came up for an unofficial visit because mm-hmm. we weren't feeling it and we just wanted to meet with the search committee unofficially I, didn't, I hadn't submitted a resume mm-hmm. I hadn't submitted my name they wanted me to submit my name I was kind of going through a tug yeah. of war in my spirit because yeah. I didn't want to be disloyal to the ministry I was in because mm-hmm. I'm all about man whatever you're in give it 100% mm-hmm. yeah. so I went to the leaders of the organization where I was serving and said, hey, I'm going to go up for an unofficial visit. Do you have any problems with that? They said, no, Rick, we really want you following God's will. and mm-hmm. yeah. We're hoping you stay here, but we want you to obey God. Yeah. So we did that. And it was in that visitation that that God began to grab hold of us more. Mm-hmm. 
so that's cool yeah. i love that yeah especially like i love how with our church and like you said like your church was in georgia is that where it was i was preaching at oh you were preaching at in georgia. georgia well wherever it was <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like you know the people above you were saying like go where god's calling you like obey him and i think like you model that really well for this church like i think all the pastors here do too like you know pastor bruce says for like people in the academy he's like he's like i love everybody but like we only want people here where like if you were called by god and we want you at the end of the day like if this isn't the place like you're to be like we want you to obey god and go where he's calling you yeah um and i think like our church models that really well um and one of the things i would say carter is whenever you're sensing transition you have to discern, am I such in transition because yeah. I just want to get away? Mm-hmm. Or is it really the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And one of the things I, I tell people is to always kind of, um, well, th- there's several different things I look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, I, I encourage people to wrestle with the question of, of transition by imagining that in your spirit, there's this red light, yellow light, and green yeah. light. And that the Holy Spirit will sometimes give you a red light and you'll sense, mm-hmm. man, you know, I'm not supposed to do this. Or he'll use a someone you really respect to raise up a warning flag to yeah. you. Um, I, I just keep, so I always just say when I'm in that place of transition, Lord, make it clear. Either give me a red light, mm-hmm. give me a yellow light, which means I'm going to move cautiously. Yeah. Or just, man, make it green so bright that I know I can walk through this door. Yeah. Yeah. And I have found with that imagery, it helps me it helps me not make it so mysterious yeah. that it's difficult to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And and I also love this idea that that none of us should serve God in a vacuum. So right. I always feel like it's wise to talk to someone you respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you want to hear from you want the word of God to somehow yeah. bear witness with it, and then the Holy Spirit. So I look for those three things. I look for, I look, and it all has to to me be a green, mm-hmm. green with the person I'm talking to. Now it doesn't mean, if if someone let's say let's say someone said to me, Rick, man, you cannot go to Christ's place, and I really respect him, and they said that to me, I wouldn't let that be the final word. Yeah. But, but I would assume that God's going to either make that really clear that it's wrong through his mm-hmm. word or through my spirit, or it's going to line up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've not had issues where I found one be extreme and then the others yeah. are. Yeah. So I look, usually those three things align with me. You know, my wife's a big, um, uh, is someone I lean on when it comes to transitions because she hates change. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to change anything yeah. and if she's open <laughs> to it, it's like, green light ding 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 (laughs) better do it so i think guys whenever you're in transition wherever you are in life wherever you're listening to this podcast right now is you want to have some several people you can really rely on for sound counsel Mm -hmm. and won't just tell you what you want to hear and you don't take them for the gospel but you weigh heavily what they say and you have in your mind red yellow green light and then you go to scripture and you want red yellow Mm -hmm. green light and then most of all you want your own spirit a red, yellow, a green light. Yeah. And that green light will always come with a piece that surpasses mm-hmm. understanding. Yeah. So even if it doesn't make sense, yeah. you're sensing green. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's good. I love that so much. Well, okay, I'm going to ask you one final question because this is probably the most important question of all. Oh, look out. 
your personal tennis career. <laughs> how yeah. how is that going? Like dude, I am not of a tennis career. <laughs> I'm I, I'm a I'm a guy that loves playing tennis. Here okay, here's the scoop. I played tennis in high school. Mm-hmm. Right? And my junior year I made varsity. We took state, but I wasn't one of the guys that played at state, but I was mm-hmm. on the varsity team. I was like the backup, right? Yeah. Um I'm the guy on the sidelines, ready to go in. Put put me in, coach. <laughs> so our senior year played a lot more tennis. When I graduated high school, I never picked up the tennis rack again for 30 years. So about four years ago, I started playing tennis again, mm-hmm. and I just I loved it. It just felt the same. Well, it got me outside of the church bubble. Yeah. yeah. Right, and I got to hang out with people that aren't necessarily uh, Christ followers, or maybe mm-hmm. they are Christ followers, but they worship in a different style than me yeah. or they're part of a different organization and it, it's good for someone my age to be doing something physical mm-hmm. right yeah. so it, it helps me with my heart my, my physical condition which ultimately helps me with my soul yeah mm-hmm. i found men were a lot more we're, we're a lot more we're more emotionally healthy mm-hmm. when we're physically active yeah. Yeah. god didn't make us to be sedentary beings right and, yeah, you know so um so i play tennis Right, but I'm like, I'm an intermediate player. Okay, so I'm not a great. I'm not. No, I I play competitive tennis, but it's an intermediate level. And get this, man, this is a 60 year old. Okay, 61 year old. If I'm being honest, (laughs) I'm playing 18 year olds. So come on, yeah, that's 30 year olds, 40 year olds. So I'm playing guys. Every time I've heard you mention it, like during a sermon or something like that, I automatically it comes to my mind. I'm like, this guy's got to be good. No, I'm like, there's no way he cannot be like not. No, if you guys good is. That's hard because, well, it's all you guys know. This is a drummer even. You get this. And, and no, you get this with what you're really gifted in. What, there's always people way better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No matter how. Facts. So, man, when I, I, I'm like, I'm like the bottom of the bucket when I start thinking of how good some mm-hmm. people are. Yeah. But for someone who's never played tennis, I'm an all-star. Yeah, Come, on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to, this is an awkward transition because I was thinking about it before when you were talking about like being a leader and all that kind of stuff okay. and like listening to that. And then we kind of went to this one. So it's going to be like a serious one now. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it like on my way here, just thinking about maybe some questions and maybe it's like Holy Spirit led, but I was going to ask you, cause I think I myself have struggled with it. And I think Bruce has talked about it like at the beginning of the year, the Academy. And I've never really thought about it before joining the Academy. Cause I was on like my own little like spiritual journey. Didn't really have much like connections, you know? And then when I started the Academy and Bruce was talking about this specific thing, I was like, Whoa, like I've never really heard of that that much, but how do you like distinguish and discern of like when the Lord is really speaking to you and like speaking to your heart about something or, um, cause I know like Bruce like writes stuff down when mm-hmm. the Lord speaks to him and like yeah. he'll write it down. And for me, I've kind of like been in like a rut sometimes where I'm like, I get a little nervous or I'm kind of like, Lord, is that really you? Yeah. Or like that little doubt part of me where it's like, okay, well, I want this to be you. Yes. And like scripturally, hope I mean, I, I think it's you, but I want to know so that way I'm not just like walking in blindly. Yeah. So how do you like kind of discern and like understand <clears throat> like if it's the Holy Spirit or not? Or like how that's God speaks a great, to you? That's a great question. And I would say, you know, Bruce is unique mm-hmm. in that. I think he flows in some of those, what I would call prophetic words, Yeah. right? Uh, I don't know that I'm as confident mm-hmm. as, as he is always with that kind of flowing in that kind of vein. Yeah. Um, all that being said, though, if I sense the Holy Spirit saying something to me, 
it it's always wise to write it down. Yeah, yeah. And what I do now, since you know the phone is always with me, mm-hmm. I, I use my notes mm-hmm. or memos. Yeah. In the phone, and I write it down. And and here's the thing: you you want to test it. Yeah. And there's different tests, right? Like for me, there's a test with my wife. Hey, babe, I think Wendy, I think God said this to me. Mm-hmm. And how, how's that sit with you? Um, or maybe I bring it to the staff or I bring mm-hmm. it to some people, you know, in the church that I trust, one of the, maybe the executive leaders or board members. Um, or sometimes I just feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me, hey, this is just for you. You need to sit on this mm-hmm. and watch it come to yeah. pass. And then it's the test of time. So um, what you don't want to do is act on something without testing it. Yeah. You know, because I think that's wise. None of us are infallible. Yeah. And whatever word we're sensing we're getting is never equal in weight to Scripture. Yeah, that's good. So if it ever violates Scripture or is contradictory to what Scripture's saying, mm-hmm. that's probably bad pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's the true. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Did I, does that help a little bit? Yeah, that does. Because I was thinking about that too. And like Bruce has said it numerous times before too. He's mm-hmm. like, don't ever let this like, because we do like the blue folder or like, you know, what he's written down is like, don't ever let this like be above scripture. Right. Is it whatever God says to you or whatever you feel like he's speaking to you, do never let that like, you know, contradict what scripture is saying. And I think that was my biggest thing at first is when he, um, like joining, you know, the academy and going through the blue folder and that type of thing. My immediate thought was like, Lord, I want this to be like a real thing. Not that I doubted Bruce or anything like that, but for me personally, like him speaking to me, I was like, I really want this to be you. And I personally have felt like, and I've told some of these guys like throughout my faith walk that the Lord really does speak to me a lot through scripture rather than like oh Lord like I feel like you're telling me this type of thing but then yeah. when it gets to that point then I'm kind of like okay Lord I want to go back to this yeah and because I, I don't get like necessarily worried but I'm like okay I want to make sure like fully that this yeah, is yeah, yeah. before I yeah. make any moves or I say this was from the Lord so I think that's wise I think that's wise I, I do know that God wants to speak to us mm-hmm. in that quiet still voice yeah um, but I'm going to trust what's written yeah. from the, in Scripture before I trust what's written from Rick, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're wise, I think, to do that, mm-hmm. Noah. And I think there are some people that are more gifted with yeah. that. I mean, I, I get so jealous of my wife because we go through these, like, 21 days of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. She gets these profound thoughts, you know, yeah. and she gets some. she's reading Scripture and something just leaps off the uh-huh. page. She comes and she journals. Mm-hmm. I don't journal a lot. I journal some. Yeah. I'm trying to get better at journaling. And I don't think you're ever you're ever too old to start, mm-hmm. right? So you guys are young enough to where I would hope you could create the discipline yeah, of journaling. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't when I was your age. And so... But anyway, my wife journals, and she comes back with these profound things, and I'm thinking, man, you should be preaching this weekend, <laughs> not me. It's like, um, I don't usually get those big, yeah. you know, these profound, I, I'm that guy that just keeps plugging away, man, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, God gives me some things, but I don't know that I ever, um, I don't have near as many of those, what I would call high water marks that mm-hmm. my wife has when she's, she hears the Lord, you know, and so Yeah. Yeah, I think at first that kind of, like, shook me a little bit. Because I feel like, personally, I don't really get those things either. Mm-hmm. Unless the Lord, like, wants to get me later down the line with those things. So, like, when Bruce was talking about it, or, like, some of these guys were like, yo, the Lord's really said something to me. And I look at it, I'm like, wow, that's really, like, deep. And then I'm like, Lord, where, where, am, where I? am I? Where am I? Where am I? Like, Why am I, am I so shallow? Yeah, am I supposed to, like, be, like, what am I doing? Uh, and then, but then I go back to Scripture, like, I'll read, and then the Lord points something out to me. There you go. And then I'll be like, wow, like, that's, that's powerful. really powerful. And yeah. like, that's really, like, that's all I need. Yeah. And so I think, and there's... I think I, I'm a lot la- that way. Yeah. I'm a lot that way. And so when I, like, 
like I'm going through the book of Romans right now. But like when I'm reading it and I'm like studying it, I'm like, Lord, like I want to leap out of my seat and just be like, thank you. Or like, you know, like this is amazing because I think he speaks to me a lot through that way. And then, but it's reassuring sometimes to know that like, you know, we don't all have the same gifts or we're not all in the Mm -hmm. same place. And so when they, these guys or whoever is coming up to me and being like, yeah, the Lord really spoke this to my heart. Then I'm like, whoa, like, whoa, what then? Um, well, yeah, yeah. God, God, we're we're all made so differently, and it's so cool to know that God knows how to communicate mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. right? And maybe He knows for you and I, if He if He always just gave us those those pictures or those words, mm-hmm. we we would um, second guess ourselves with yeah, it, yeah. you know. And so He knows He's He's going to primarily use, and he, and God needs to use primarily His Word with everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But some do have a little bit, I think, more sensitive sensitivity to the spirit's voice yeah. and hearing and we need those people as well right mm-hmm. they're beautiful but i just love how god uses our temperament oh yeah know? it's a beautiful thing it's really um yeah crazy when you think about how he uses us and uses his voice to <laughs> sometimes it's overwhelming it's like really yeah <laughs> is that what you really think yeah. it's like well uh, i don't know about this first i'm gonna flip through yeah next. i was like oh. <laughs> but yeah um one last question I have that I really want you to kind of like speak over us is, um, <coughs> oh yeah. So what advice would you give us as like, and whoever's listening, if they're young and whatever, mm-hmm. like young adults that are going into ministry, like what kind of a, like major advice would you give them or something that you've really, um, like had over your time in ministry that the yep. Lord's really spoken over you. Okay. And, you know, when you were young or whatever, because I think it's valuable for us to kind of get a understanding and a, um, like a discipling under like you or Bruce or whatever pastor. Cause every time I hear like a pastor speak over us or like, mm-hmm. um, like Bruce has said some things, even pastor Ezra said some, yeah. some things to me that's like really hit me. Mm-hmm. And so I think what was, you, what would be your advice for young adults, like going into ministry just throughout the whole thing and kind of what you do and don'ts or something like that? Yeah. That's a great question. I, I think I would start by saying, you know, stay stay, stay real with who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. first and foremost. In other words, I am first a worshiper and follower mm-hmm. of Jesus before I'm a pastor. Yeah. So everything I do could crumble, but who I am stands. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's essential. Yeah. So I would say you got to fight for that because ministry is all consuming Mm -hmm. you could spend 80 hours a week and you know what if you get success it just encourages all the poor all the more into it so what happens is i've seen young people they become so vested in that that when uh, that either breaks down the ministry breaks down or they have a rough experience with ministry they become disillusioned Mm -hmm. because their identity was in that yeah that's good and you know, God has not called us to be success, successful when it mm-hmm. comes to what ministry looks like. Mm-hmm. He's called us to be faithful. Yeah. So I think, man, guys, if, if there's one thing, it's stay good with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Keep your relationship with Christ primary. You're a follower first. You're a worship, yeah. worshiper before you're a leader. Um, and then I think it's very important to stay surrounded with people who um, are sharpening you who will challenge you who will help you not uh listen to the the voice of culture or the commentary of self Mm -hmm. that will 
are willing to say tough things to yeah. us, right? So I think everybody should have mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about, and when I say mentors, I'm really referring to, it could be someone who is, you don't even know. Like I remember when I gave my life to Christ, Keith Green was a musical artist, but he was also a writer. Mm-hmm. And and I remember, I felt like I was a disciple sitting under him via his music mm-hmm. and some of his his um, his sermons. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill was another one. Winky Pratt, and he was another one. I got to know Winky later in life, but for a while, those guys were just way miles away. I, I didn't know if I'd ever get to meet them, right? Mm-hmm. But they they were mentoring me. Because yeah. I was reading their books, mm-hmm. listening to their music, um, and it was influenced me. But I think you, you, so. I think sometimes people say, "Well, no one wants to mentor me." No, that's just not true. In today's man, whether it be through podcast, um, you know, or books, mm-hmm. um, we we can surround ourselves with people that are sharper or been yeah. or farther along in their journey with Christ than us, and we can get challenged by people that otherwise we would never have a chance to hang out with mm-hmm. and we need to take advantage of that yeah so there's that part have some outside mentors but then have some up close mentors find people in, in the local church regardless of where you attend church who you see love jesus and pursue them mm-hmm. don't wait for them to ask you over to their home you know you 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 be, get aggressive i know this is, goes contrary to some of our temperaments you show initiative um you know offer to take them to lunch Offer to get them a coffee. Uh, ask them, hey, if you could have 10 minutes, you know. Do what you can to insert yourself into people's lives who you know love God and have something you want yeah. Yeah. In, in your life. And when I say have something you want, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about material stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about character. Yeah. They have maybe a, an anointing on their life that you love. You know, just so go after people like that. And many times it could be even a person who's a volunteer in the church that you see has an amazing marriage. And you think, you know what? I want to have a marriage someday that looks kind of like that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, or hey, it could be someone who is in ministry and they, they're able to, it seems like they're able to um, do ministry well without sacrificing their family. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to sit down with that person and figure out how they do that, you know. And so, or it could be another young adult who just been been longer in Jesus than yourself who, man, you could, you could, love to hear from how God's helped them through different stages of their journey so there's that so keep your identity rooted in Christ surround yourself with a few mentors whether distance or or presently you know within your in person uh, and I would say this have accountability mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to come from a mentor that can come from a friend but you got to have accountability and to me that's been crucial for my, in my life I've had several people that aren't afraid to ask me tough questions or confront me if they think I'm going down a road that is um, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So have accountability. Uh, and I think uh, never underestimate the importance of just being faithful. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I'm getting, if I'm a young adult and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to be in ministry and I want to make a difference in this life, then be okay with small steps mm-hmm. and doing it a lot. Yeah, so in other words, don't jump from one ministry to another or from one church to another. Learn what it looks like to be faithful 
until God chooses to do something different. Mm-hmm. And you, it's crazy how, how cool it is, how your faithfulness in one place can bring such lasting and vast influence by just you being steadfast. Yeah. So uh, I think some guys, they want to be a flash wherever they are. Or they just want to maybe, after they feel like they're, they've worn off and they're not the same, getting the same emotions, mm-hmm. right? Stirred up yeah. as they used to, they, they go somewhere else. And they, they hop around from different ministries, different churches. And I think they miss the opportunity to harvest. Because if you look at, this is the sick of a season of corn. When they plant it, it has to go through a time Mm-hmm. a season right and and um you're not going to harvest a great crop unless unless you stick with it mm-hmm. imagine a farmer's planted something and then 30 days later he doesn't see anything and he just gives up and he plants yeah. something else he's never going to harvest corn i mm-hmm. mean he's never going to have a true harvest and i think young people that you you've got to be willing to endure and be steadfast and be faithful and while others aren't man you are mm-hmm. and adopt the mindset others may I may not. I'm just going to be steadfast and faithful. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. We well, yeah. Cardi, you got anything else? You guys are awesome. This is fun. You're awesome. Reagan's awesome. 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 Come on, Reagan. Get the photos over there. Yeah. Hopefully they look good. <laughs> hey, you guys, how do people follow this? So get us out there. What's yes. the best way to follow um, this? We're on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. Pandora? I don't know if people Pandora. use that anymore. Like, yeah, the, YouTube, something. Old people yeah. use Pandora. Spotify, yeah. We're on all those streaming services. Um, we have social media on Instagram at the Awakening, or Awakening the Podcast. Yes, Awakening the Podcast. Um, do we have Facebook? We're on Facebook. Come on. <laughs> I so just know this. So stuff. listen, everybody, if you really have enjoyed this time and you, you love what these young adults are doing, and I think it's so cool because... They're not trying to be perfect, but they're just, they're really being themselves and they're hungry for more. And I love that even the, the, the name of your podcast, um, you know, I, I think we need a great awakening, mm-hmm. right? We just yeah. really do. So help them by getting the word out, share it on your social media, uh, email your friends with a link, uh, get the word out, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, guys, that is all for today. We have today. That didn't make much sense. Today for real. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, we're working on here. Um, we appreciate you, Pastor Rick, coming on. Um, yeah. This is very, very special for us. I mean, we've been, we just started this thing, but I think it's only going to go up from here. Yeah. Um, as long as the Lord's in, that's really yeah. what we want. But um, we thank you so much for taking on. We know you're a busy man, so appreciate you taking time and spending time it's with us good. to come um, home. record a really good podcast. So I'm glad this is a way to start the new year. And um, this episode will be coming out, I think, Tuesday. Tuesday. Right? I mean, um, they'll be listening to it. The next so. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the next podcast. Will I would be hope it would be. Yeah. Reagan, right? Yeah. Which one are you going to be doing? Uh, it's called Women in the Bible. Women, Women in the Bible. Awesome. Who's your? Are you having a guest? Yeah, we're gonna have Bree Diaz. And Bree Diaz. Shout out to oh, Bree. Man. See, I, I I feel so humble. I guys, I man. <laughs> Everybody's gonna want to. You gotta hear that. That's gonna Come be powerful. On. Yeah, that's this is gonna be really good. So that will be coming out, and I think two um two Tuesdays from now, right? The twenty fourth. So sorry, we don't really know, you know, our dates. Yeah, just, um, they're looking. They're looking to Reagan. They know. They, yeah, yeah, Reagan. Yeah, they know. Not here. Reagan knows, knows everything. <laughs> um, so we really appreciate Rick coming on. Um, we're excited for the next continuing guests that we're gonna have on, hopefully, and just continuing to go throughout this podcast. So, Pastor, if you could pray for us real quick before we close out here, and then we'll go yeah, from there. Yeah, love to, man. 
Well, Heavenly Father, thanks for this time with these guys and, and with, with Reagan. Lord, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's uh, just been a good time. I appreciate how genuine they are and their desire to God to seek you and wanting your will to be done in their lives. Man, God, I, I pray that you'll, you'll replicate that. that you'll, God, raise up young adults who will long to follow you and obey you. And, and in doing so, God, that, that we could see an awakening. We'd see young adults that really want, that have a love for the local church and the mission of the local church who will rise up and begin to lead us into, God, a, a season where we're seeing um, people come to, come to, come to you uh, and, Lord God, others growing in you like never before. We love you, Jesus. Pray that you use this podcast for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. I um, hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. Peace out, people. See ya. See ya.